This is episode 3 and today we're talking about the magic of thinking big. Welcome to Approaching the Bar. Facing a barbell on the gym floor is just as hard as facing problems in real life and how we overcome both of those is crucial. This is the podcast where we delve into health, fitness, personal development and business to uncover the principles for you to live to your potential across all areas of your life. I'm Josh, your host. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show today. Uh, It's great to be here with you. Today, we're talking about the magic of thinking big. Now, this is a concept that a man by the name of David Schwartz spoke about in his book written way back in 1958 called The Magic of Thinking Big. And this book was referred to me by a mentor and it is an incredibly powerful book about the whole concept of if you think it, you can essentially uh, create it. Now, David Schwartz, just a very brief background, he's a professor at Georgia State University many, many decades ago and was a leading 20th century author, or authority I should say, in leadership, life strategization, and essentially motivational speaking. Uh, And Schwartz argues that the major thing that is holding people back is the relative smallness of their thoughts, and the the small size that they have uh, with their thoughts, and explains the importance of essentially thinking positively towards oneself. Now, this carries over into several different areas within your life about if you're thinking positively about something, your brain goes into action. As Tony Robbins would say, your brain is a servo mechanism. If you seek the target, it will constantly shift its focus and shift its guidance so that you achieve that target. Something that I wanted to do today was to bring you what I got from that book and what the messages were that I thought were particularly relevant for you, the listener, in using in your own lives. The first point that I wanted to raise here was how we think determines the size of our accomplishments. If we believe it's possible, we can achieve it. That disbelief that we often create within ourselves is actually a negative power. So when the mind disbelieves or doubts, the mind attracts those reasons to support that particular disbelief. David mentions in the book repetitively that if you believe big, you'll grow big. So adjust your thermostat forward, launch your success offensive, as he says, with honest, sincere belief that you can succeed. Now, there are a number of ways on how we can actually develop the power of belief. First of all, if you think success and don't think failure, as I mentioned in the beginning, you'll keep striving to achieve that which you believe will be the success that you're seeking. Number two, if you remind yourself regularly that you are better than you think you are, you will actually perform better than you may otherwise have done. It comes back to the whole concept of positive affirmations or the like, where if you tell yourself it is possible and you keep repeating that day after day after day after day, eventually it will sink in and that becomes an actual inbuilt message within your own consciousness. Psychology talks about the concept of core beliefs and this is one of the things uh, that rings true. If you keep repeating that message, eventually it sinks in and becomes that core belief. And number three, believe big. That's it. It's the size of your success is determined by the size of your belief. If you believe you can, you will go to work every day and believe that you can achieve what it is you're wanting to achieve. 
If you believe you can't, you never will be able to achieve that which you think you can't achieve because you've already given up before you started. So this is something that I spoke about on a previous podcast episode where I spoke about a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. And there are two things to develop a progressive growth-minded outlook. Number one is to think improvement in everything you do. Every challenge you face, every situation you face, always think improvement. And number two, think about the high standards in everything that you do. Approach everything as though you are setting the bar high and you're maintaining a high standard of yourself and those around you. It's not to mean that you're egotistical or narcissistic, but you're just expecting better than mediocre and average. It's not being rude. You're not out to, to alienate people. You're solely out to demand an expectation of yourself that you're going to perform better. When our attitude is right, our abilities reach a maximum of effectiveness and good results will inevitably follow. So remember, grow the attitude of I'm activated. Grow the attitude of you are important and grow the attitude of service first. Putting others first is crucial to your own inner happiness. David talks about further about the concept of excusitis being a deadly mind disease, creating excuses wherever we can in order to avoid that which we should be doing. Average people possess this, but you as a thought leader, you as an authority in your area, you can vaccinate yourself against this. And it's important and critical that you do vaccinate yourself against this, but also to use those cures if you find yourself that you've already got it. So one of the cures that you can do is to look at your present age positively. A lot of people define their age as though that is all uh, that is is working for them or that's working against them. I'm too old to do this. I'm too young to do this. I'm too dumb to do this. Always look at your age as a positive thing. If you're more advanced in years, look at that as a wealth of experience that somebody from a young age doesn't have. If you're thinking that you're a young age and you, you're not old enough to achieve a level of success of a level so again, a level of success yet, look at that as an opportunity that you have many years ahead of you in order to go out and learn and progress every day. Also compute how much product time you have left, productive time you have left. Always be looking at how much productive time you have and whatever spare time and uh, time that you have that would normally be spent idle, how much time you could actually put towards working towards that which it is you want to achieve. Always invest in future time, always invest future time in doing what you really want to do. Don't be looking at time and uh, things in the future, opportunities in the future as something that can be wasted. Always be looking at how you can invest your time, invest your money, Invest your age wisely so that you can go out and conquer that which is you want to do. Stimulation is excellent mind food. Your mind is to be constantly stimulated in order to keep growing. To combat this traditional thinking that freezes your mind, such as I'm too young, I'm too old, I don't have enough time, I don't have enough money, always be receptive to new ideas and always be, look to become an experimental person. When you open yourself up and when you open yourself to new ideas, that's where the magic happens. For me personally, it was to travel to Europe by myself uh, probably close to nearly 18 months ago now. And on that trip, I met many, many people and something within me really triggered that I was capable of launching this podcast. I was capable of launching Fusion Performance. I was capable of creating a difference within the lives of those people who come and see me in my workshops on the gym floor. And it also meant that I could really deliver an impact for those people who are wanting to change their lives. 
opening myself up to new people, new experiences, new ideas, seeing different cultures really put things in perspective that my life really isn't that bad, that your life really isn't that bad, and that any obstacle that you face, you can overcome. Knowledge is power, but only when you use it constructively. The thinking that guides your intelligence is much more important than how intelligent you actually are. And most people make two basic errors, according to David Schwartz in his book, uh, with regards to intelligence. And number one is that we underestimate our brain power. And number two, we overestimate the other fellow's brain power. We always underestimate ourselves on what we're capable of actually thinking, what we're capable of actually achieving. But the problem is most of us never actually put our minds to use to actually create something or to actually follow something through. Uh, A very good mentor of mine and a friend of mine, Hayden Wilson, uh, he sums it up very clearly in his book, Why Wait to Be Great, which is, it's not done until it's done. And that rings so true where... You may want to go off and achieve something, you may want to go and do something, but you write it off and consider it done before you've actually achieved it. Always follow through with what you're going to do and follow through with what you're going to uh, promise. Many problems within our lives can be explained by fear, uncertainty, and a lack of confidence. And how we uh, uh, become fearful, how we become uncertain, how we lack that confidence is often because we're afraid that we're uh, not up to standard that we're not good enough or that we don't believe that we can actually capable of achieving something. And something that really comes through in a lot of personal development uh, uh, um, content, a lot of business books, is the action cure fears. And David Schwartz talked about this where action does cure fear. If you take action every day towards achieving something or every day towards ticking that goal off, you will achieve it. And it's that slow, steady progress every day that creates that certainty, that creates that feeling as though you're stepping forward and you're moving forward in your life. If you say you want to achieve something and you're not working towards that, really ask yourself, is that something that you want to achieve or am I not, or am I actually not um, uh, working towards this every day, which is then creating the uncertainty, the self-doubt, the, the disbelief that I'm capable of doing something, which then feeds into this apathetic and entropic circle of negative feedback. Ask yourself now, What kind of action can I take to conquer my fear? How you think when you lose or how you think when you're afraid will determine how long it is until you win at life. Tell yourself right now, I am in condition to begin. I am in the right circumstance right now to do what it is I want to do, to do what it is I need to do. As the legendary motivational speaker Les Brown says, he says, I've got to do this. This is my stuff. This is what I'm supposed to do. And this is why I showed up. Uh, My mentor, again, Hayden Wilson, uh, and a couple of uh, my uh, close friends from the Elite Coaches Breakfast Club, we... There's a saying that we have EFD every effing day. Whatever it is I need to do, I need to turn up and I need to do this today. Defeat is only a state of mind and nothing else. It's very easy when we face uncertainty, when we face a defeat in our life or what we perceive to be a defeat within our life, it's very easy to give up. And I was at that point a number of years ago when my relationship with my ex had broken down after seven years. We were together for five and then married for two. And I remember coming home one day and she turned around to me and said, I can't do this anymore. Now, there are a number of contributing factors that led to that, which uh, we won't probably go into right now. Uh, we'll save that for another time. But the important thing was it was completely unexpected. It was something that I did not see coming. And it was something that took me a little while to kind of come to terms with. It took me a number of weeks to come to terms with as to what actually happened. And 
I had a choice at that point, as do many people who go through that experience, is that you can either accept that as who you are and let that define you for the rest of your life, or you can turn it around. What can I learn from this? What is it that's happened? And how can I move forward and build this into something more positive within my life? As I said, defeat is a state of mind. It is not a state. You can change it around with the power of thinking positively. And as David Schwartz says in his book, using the magic of thinking big. Always ask yourself, why do you allow yourself to talk to yourself in a way that you wouldn't accept from other people? Building confidence and the efficiency of your memory brain is crucial in order for you to have a self-positive image about yourself. Always think two things. Deposit only positive thoughts into your memory bank. And that doesn't mean that you have to discard all of the negativity in your life. But that means turning that negative or uh, defeatist attitude around into a positive frame of mind as to what it is I can learn from this particular experience. And then withdraw only those positive experiences from your memory bank. I can look at my relationship breakdown as a bad thing, but I don't. I look at it as an amazing thing because that taught me so much about myself and what I'm capable of and what I am worth moving forward in my life that I feel an incredibly different person now to what I did 10 years ago even. So always think about something in a positive way in terms of what can I learn from this? What did this experience teach me? And just on that with interpersonal relationships, always look at yourself through uh, the other person's eyes or the associate's eyes and put people in proper perspective. Get a balanced view of the other person and always develop an understanding of attitude. And attitudes really play a crucial part within your interpersonal relationships. If you go into a conversation or into a social interaction and you're all about yourself or you're all about the other person, you're not focusing solely on the in engagement at play. Concentrate on one the other person saying yes, but evaluate it. Next time someone attacks you, hold your fire and then forget about it. In each of us is a desire to be right, to think right and act right. If we go against this, it puts a cancer in our minds which eats at our confidence. You gain absolutely nothing from proving somebody wrong. All you gain is a momentary... Uh, sort of inflation, a sort of high, but then you quickly brought back down by how you could actually how you could have actually made that other person feel. Instead, take the initiative in building friendships. Take the initiative to admit that you may not be the person who is correct. You may imagine how when people make you feel belittled, embarrassed, ashamed, always be thinking from the other person's standpoint as well. Leaders always take the initiative in building friendships and leading other persons exactly in a better spot in a better way i should say than how they found them leaders always do this and your success depends on the support of other people and it depends on that social engagement and interactivity to activate others to get them enthusiastic about something you must be first enthusiastic yourself it pays to make those people who feel little within their own lives feel bigger those people remember you for something better and it's not about you having an inflated ego or a greater sense of uh, yourself in terms of you're superior to other people. But imagine the world that we could live in if every person left somebody feeling better about themselves and their lives than when they met. Imagine if we could all do that, how much more improved, how much happier people would be because there would be no sense of I'm better, I'm worse, they're better, they're worse. There would always be a sense of everybody empowering and motivating each other. Always give people more than they expect to get. 
Broadcasting good news activates you, makes you feel good, makes you feel better, and it also makes the other people feel better as well. Do you enjoy, ask yourself now, do you enjoy feeling good news? Let me rephrase it. (laughs) Do you enjoy hearing good news about something, or do you enjoy hearing negativity and bad news all the time? And just lastly, guys, I just want to kind of tie this all together and tie this up where make your environment around you geared towards a successful you. You've got to feel important to succeed. Helping other people, whether you be a coach, a business leader, a trainer, a thought leader, a writer, a blogger, whatever it is you're doing in order to empower other people, you have to feel important in order for yourself. You have to feel important and positive about yourself in order to help those other people. Helping other people, helping others to feel important really rewards you because it makes you feel important that you're making a difference in someone else's lives. Practice appreciation and gratitude every day. Ask yourself, whether it be at the start of the day, the middle of the day, in the car, in bed, wherever it is, always ask yourself, what are five things I'm grateful for at this moment? What are five things I'm appreciative of at this moment? Desire when harnessed is power. And the important thing is not where you were or where you are, but where you want to get, where it is you want to move to. Persistence with experimentation is a key ingredient to success, but always understand that appreciation for those people who have helped you along the way and an appreciation of those people within your life and those things within your life really goes away to build the character of the person that you are, are, are born to be. Failure to follow your desire and what you want to do most paves the way to your mediocrity. And it's important to really nail that down with a, with a statement that David Schwartz mentions in his book, that capacity is really a state of mind. So when you believe something is possible, your mind constantly goes to work to prove why it is possible and how it is possible. So always be looking at things not as they are, not what's this friendship to me, what's this business thing to me, but rather what could they be? The bigger thinker really visualize what can be done and what is what's not immediately in front of them. Take the bigger picture around your lives. Look at the different areas that you may need to improve yourself on or things that you're doing great on. Give yourself a pat on the back. Always be looking forward. Uh, sorry, always be looking towards a growth mindset, as I mentioned earlier. Think improvement in everything you do and think high standards in everything you do. So, guys, uh, I guess I'll wrap it up about now. Um, I, I don't want these podcasts to be long, drawn-out episodes. I want them to be short, sharp, and to the point um, so that you guys can take a lot of uh, packed value. Uh, away without listening to bloated podcast episodes that are hours long in length. Um, I really recommend the book. Uh, I really recommend that you get out there and uh, pick up a copy and have a read. Um, I've just presented to you now the uh, points that I thought you guys would really uh, get some key messages out of and takeaway messages out of and something that you could use in your lives. So have a great day, guys, and I'll uh, catch you next time on the next episode. Well, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Be sure to check out fissionperformance.com. That's F-I-S-S-I-O-N performance.com. And download the new ebook, The Eight Principles for Your Transformation Success. I'm sure you'll absolutely love it. Check out our Facebook page at Fission Performance or our Insta at fission.performance and drop us a line. Have a great day and see you next time.